You're listening to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, the show that proves no one stumbles upon success ever. With your host, Lou Need. Every Mondays and Thursdays, we deliver cold heart evidence behind the power of a robust morning routine. Get ready to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Hello, morning enthusiasts. Welcome to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lou Need, and today... We have a special show in store for you. We actually have not just have one special entrepreneur, but we have two. And they are collaborating and making changes and moves in the brand arena. So I'm excited to bring on today Lisa and Devo. So we'll start with ladies first. Lisa is an enigmatic, unconventional female CEO with over 30 years running small businesses. She's a former fashion model and an interior and exterior design expert. She has had success at every turn in her entrepreneurial career because she knows how to connect with people on a deeper and understanding people on all levels and all fronts. So in 2018, she and her co-founder started Sprout Connectors, a digital branding and marketing agency that helps businesses realize their potential through, get it, digital marketing and purposeful branding. So Now she is connected with Devo, who is a thought leader, photographer, videographer, blogger, and serial entrepreneur who is fastly making his way as an expert in creative digital architecture to help small business like ours and entrepreneurs brand and market. Like This is super important because branding and marketing is very different and it's an art and a science. And so it's nice to have both um, experts on here today to actually shared some insight and guidelines on how to effectively do it. So his current company, Fusion Photographer, is an international photo, video, and content creation studio and is well-recognized for top photography studio in the South. Now, I got a chance to talk to these two, and they have been traveling the world. I know Lisa's super adventurous. Um, Devo, I want to jump right in here and say, both of you, welcome to the show. Hey, welcome back. Thank you for having us. Yeah. I like that intro. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Who are those people? (laughs) (laughs) We're about to find out. Now, I know um, I was talking to Devo a little bit offline about how you guys came together. So share a little insight about your journey, how you guys met, how you end up um, working together. Uh, our story is basically we're like the poster children for social media and connecting online and what can become of it. We were able to connect. Diva was stalking me on Instagram, sending out DMs to a plethora of women, apparently. And I was the one that responded. No, <laughs> no it started out with a casual conversation, as, as do most things. And relationships and connecting make all the difference. So uh, we connected on Instagram, we started talking about business and ideas and thoughts and asking questions. And what do you do in this situation? And have you ever encountered this? What are your thoughts on that? And that as entrepreneurs, sometimes you feel like you're working in a silo. So to be able to reach out to other people and ask other people without having that competitive, you know, I can't share anything with you. This is all secrets. To have that sort of relationship and connection when you're an entrepreneur or solopreneur is really, really helpful. So we were able to start with this. And then we were just able to listen to what people were asking us mm-hmm. and realize that that was a business opportunity. And we just moved in that, in that direction. And I think as in all things, when you have someone else to bounce ideas off of and you know work with, your business and your ideas grow exponentially faster than doing it on your own. Yeah, I do agree with you that those connections really take you further, right? There's a quote that says, if you want to go fast, go far. If you want to go further, go together, right? Don't don't mm-hmm. do it alone. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's inter- very important in, in entrepreneurship because you do feel alone at times. And yeah, thanks for sharing that. And Devo, tell us about your version of the story. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one part she added that wasn't true is, and I, I, I joke about this a lot, but you know, there's seven and a half billion people on the planet. And how many people drop into your Instagram, either as a viewer or as a viewee, since you've been on social media over the course of your lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. Like, think about that for a minute. If you're scrolling through Instagram, even if you just spend one hour a day, you've probably thumbed through hundreds of different profiles and seven and a half billion people have done the same thing. And somehow or other, we connected. So I, I'm a big believer in serendipity. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe, as you said at the outset of the call, that when the student is ready, the messenger does arrive. Or I, I like to add it that the message can be interpreted. And you know, both I think I think Lisa and I were both, and we, we can go into the we can lay on our sofa and talk psychology in a minute. But I think both Lisa and I were living in sort of unfulfilled lives to some extent at, mm-hmm. at, before we met, and both seekers of something bigger and better to add to our legacy of doing something that we we're meant to do. And I think that. Um, I truly believe this uh, deep down at the root of my being that I, I was meant to connect with her and vice versa. And again, of all those billions of people that you've thumbed through or seen or vice versa, somehow or other, I felt compelled to reach out to her, which I, I don't do to other women, Lisa, funny as you <laughs> might say. And funny thing is that she actually responded. So like I get hit up all day long from people on Instagram and only a small fraction do I take the time to respond because most of it's just bullshit. And anyhow, so that's really the story. That's how we connected. Yeah. So that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. Diva was saying that he saw, because uh, you guys, the link between the two of you is photography. Mm-hmm. Right. So Diva said he saw a beautiful picture of you um, out in Rome and he thought to himself, you know, I always want to go to Rome, but I never got a chance to. And he hadn't traveled much, but he met you. And now like, he was telling me he's been to all these places in the last four years. I was just like, you know, when you manifest, when you create, when you put out there what you want again, that he said the messenger, the person, the people come. And it's been fascinating to actually see the power of how we can create our reality right? Create the perfect partnership and kind of envision, you know, this is what I want in my life and actually visualize or manifest those traits to, to make sure it's a smooth operation. Um, so that's what I want to <laughs> sing. like a song be, you're about to sing. <laughs> sing in, the back, <laughs> in the background. So I want to start off with, because I, I really admire your partnership and how you guys are working from different parts, but making it work. Let's talk about the how do you create a business partnership that serves all parties, right? That, that is amicable across all fronts. I think there's the realization that you can't do it all and you do have strong talents and not saying, hey, I'm not enough at this or I'm not good at it. I have the self-confidence in what I've built in my business, but I know there's a lot of things that I, I'm not great at or I yeah. don't have the knowledge or I haven't had the insight. And to be able to partner with someone that you know is going to elevate you mm-hmm. and build on your strengths and having that different vision or that different view that someone else can bring into the business that you never would have thought of. So I think at being open, taking your ego out of it and having that sense of appreciation for what someone else can bring to the table and working together. Yeah, that's right on. So do I take a crack at that question as well? Yeah, if you wish. Well, I, I think it, at the core of everything, it, it starts with having respect for whom you're in the same space with. And mm-hmm. I highly respect Lisa and I think she respects me. I think understanding each of our strengths and weaknesses and being able to be transparent about that. Mm-hmm. I'm good at some things and Lisa's fantastic at some things. I'm not as good as at some things. I'm really good at connecting my headphone and my microphone to my podcast, for example. So I'm generally in charge <laughs> of setting up all audio and video before every podcast. Lisa is not. So I think... Um, He's a little passive aggressive as well. <laughs> I'll deal with that later. I agree with what Lisa said. I, I think really it's just being able to identify what you're good at and and understanding that you can't micromanage everything. And it's really a difficult task because as entrepreneurs, we're sort of Swiss army knives, right? We do everything and we always have, but we didn't really start being able to scale our independent brands and now our union brand until we really sorted, started surrounding ourselves with quality people mm-hmm. and enabling them to do what they're good at so that we could stay in our lane and do the things that we're good at and respecting those boundaries and being able to sort of come together when needed, as needed to collaborate, but then being able to go off and just do your own thing with, with you know, sort of in your own discretion. I think it's a good recipe. Yeah. It's interesting. What I'm hearing from both of you guys is um, you, you complement each other. Absolutely. Yeah. It's honestly, it's so you, you're, you said you're married, right, doctor? So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you agreed to marry, what's your husband's name? Manga. Manga. So you and Manga came together and you agreed to spend this life together because in some way, shape or form, he empowers you and vice versa. You're inspired by him. He's inspired by you, whatever the things that you get from each other. And business partnerships are really no different. It's like there's a level of intimacy and there's a level of respect. And then just being able to kind of understand the nuances and subtleties of all that and working with that and also meeting people where they are instead of forcing them to sort of go by your value proposition is a really big key of that, I would say. 
Mm -hmm. Can I just add to that? I I think I totally agree with what you're all saying that, you know, one plus one can equal three when you bring the right parts to the table. And the problem or the mindset that I think a lot of entrepreneurs or solopreneurs have, they're so used to doing everything themselves. So you need to get into your mindset that you can release that death grip that you have on everything, that you're trying to micromanage everything. And if you can do that and allow it to just flow in in a collaborative manner, you'll be surprised at what you can accomplish. That is easier said than done, Lisa, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. How do we begin? How do we let go of that death grip? Because we're talking to entrepreneurs right now. We are business owners right now who are listening, but they are wearing 200 hats and don't know how to let go of their baby. How, how, do you, how did you guys were able to kind of be hands off a little bit? <laughs> we slugged it out. <laughs> no, and that's really interesting that you said your baby because we've had that conversation with between us with some of our clients. It's like having a baby and leaving and leaving someone taking care of your child when you're gone. And you're thinking, I wouldn't have done it that way. I would have mm-hmm. fed them differently. They should have been down for a nap at this time and just not letting someone else grow and flourish in that position. So you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I think there has to be a level of introspection about yourself in all things. Again, just because you've done something one way your entire life doesn't mean that there isn't another way to do that. And so your business partnership is the same way. You know, Just because I've always had a specific workflow around creating photography, if I'm open-minded and introspective that there might be a better way of doing things and listening and watching and observing what Lisa or our team brings to the table, and you're open to learn new things, then you can admit to yourself that your way might not necessarily be the best way to do something. Mm -hmm. Plus it's also cool when you have a business partner. I really love the fact that I'm working with Lisa because I feel like I'm building something with someone and there's a, there's a partnership and a collaboration that's inspired because whether you, whether vanity is the reason or just because you don't want to let them down, you sort of feel like you have to pull up on a regular basis yeah. because I don't want to let Lisa down. I, w- I want to be able to, at the end of the day, be like, holy shit, look what we built today. That's really freaking cool. Mm-hmm. And so we inspire each other. And so it's a, it's a nice asset to have. Yeah. That accountability does kick in when both parties are engaged and involved mm-hmm. and interested in, in showing that that mutual respect. Mm-hmm. I do like um, Lisa's take on in, in life, that metaphor, right? That she meets people where they're at, but she also understands people on all fronts. Lisa, enlighten us on um, how important that is and how can we implement it? Um, I'm not sure, Devo, have you already answered this? But Devo is a fabulous um, connector with people. And we like to say that we're people connectors. and. Going into a relationship, the the only way that I was able to a few years ago rebrand my business, not Sprout Connectors, but Lisa Staff Photography, was because of relationships that I had established. And going into those relationships wholeheartedly with no agenda, not uh, what's in it for me. Mm. I've seen time and time again, Diva will be meeting with someone else and they're having a conversation and there's nothing in it for him. And I'm not, I'm not trying to build you up. I'm just that you're really no, good at this. No, keep going, keep <laughs> going. <laughs> but he will connect people with other people that have nothing to do with what he's doing right now. But he's like, hey, I know someone that could help you out in this instance. And I think what you put out there comes back to you and not being selfish and hoping that, hey, if I do this, maybe you know I'm going to do it inauthentically or anything. That's what those things make the difference. They make all the difference. You never know where it's going to lead. I was only really able to rebrand my business and get it up and running so fast because like backstory is I went through a divorce and the businesses that I had were established in someone else's name. So now I'm a little bit smarter. Um, (laughs) You learn as you grow. Mm -hmm. Um, But those connections that I made just by trying to be a decent human being made all the difference. Yeah. And then he slipped into my DMs. So <laughs> I think, is there anything I can I add some one thing to that? Yeah. And, and this is difficult because we're all sort of self seeking inherently. Like we're, we're all looking to sort of build a legacy and make more money and build a brand. And, you know, do that. That's, I mean, that's at the very core of what we do, right? We're trying to promote our business. That's what branding and marketing is promoting your business. So, how can you do that? So what you're doing doesn't come across as sort of grandstanding and promoting. And I think, and then this is a life lesson for me, is really approaching everything. And I think Lisa sort of has taught me this in a lot of ways is 
how can you approach every engagement with the people that you are engaging in a, in a, a and then this is not cliche, but how can you serve? Like, how can you add some value to their life? How can you make the situation a little bit better, a little bit smarter, a little bit cleaner, a little bit more efficient? And just doing it from a stand, from a karmic standpoint of just selflessly giving and and not worrying about what comes back to you. Because I agree with Lisa, and I'm a few huge believer in the Eastern concept of karma, which is, you know, you it's not that you get punished if you do something poorly. It's just that it's a yin and a yang. What you mm-hmm. give, you get in one way or another. So if you're given negativity, you're going to get negativity. There's, it's just a simple law of the universe. And so if we can find a way to position everything we do from how do we serve, how can we make things better? It just sort of ends up to be, it ends up being a win-win for everyone. Yeah. And being able to architect so you don't come off as salesy, especially when it comes to the marketing and branding aspect of it. So let's get into that piece of it. Um, the, your audience, do you serve? Because you, go, you both have the photography background. Are you, are you serving that industry more? No, I, I don't think so. Um, we, we have two different sort of value streams. Actually, we have multiple value streams. But really, our target audience is small businesses and entrepreneurs who are either launching a new brand, evolving an existing brand, or just not really quite sure how to manage the both the content side of things and the branding marketing side of things, especially as it pertains to social media, website, and that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. There's a different side of our business that um, exclusively focuses on education, which is helping new photographers or existing photographers scale and brand. But that's just a different side of things. But in general, our market is just entrepreneurs in general or small businesses in general. Very nice. And what can you share with us about the, the difference between the two? Difference between branding and marketing. They always coin them together, but they're different in very subtle ways. You want me to crack at that, Lee? Or you got yeah, it? this is yours. Um, well, I think if, if you really stop and think about everything that we do as humans, branding and marketing sort of have... There's an intersection of both. And mm-hmm. that intersection is sort of the, where your value proposition and your messaging meet each other. And so if you take a look at your marketing, marketing is sort of the standpoint of how do you drive the message that you've created with your brand? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people confuse branding as having a really cool logo or a really cool website or a flashy business card. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Branding at the core of everything, it should just be called brand messaging because your messaging is really everything that you want your ideal buyer to see. That's how you answer the phones. That's your voicemail greeting. That's your website language. That's your social media. That's how you post. It's how you dress. It's literally everything. It's your brand message. It's it's what you stand for. It's why you want somebody to do business with you. right? Mm -hmm. And so your branding is that piece of it. And then the marketing is how you drive that message home. So they have to work hand in hand because if you have great branding and you can have all these cool things that you want to say about yourself, but nobody ever hears about you or ever hears from you, it's sort of pointless. And marketing is the same way. If you only have marketing and you're only driving stuff, but your message is all crippled and doesn't have any meaning or any purpose or any value to it, people are going to be confused on what you're selling. So you have to have the two hand in hand. And your brand message has to be very clear. It has to be very purposeful. You know, everybody talks about what's your why. It's not just a cliche term. People don't buy products, they buy you. They want to know what it is that makes you tick and why you're doing what you do because they see a small part of themselves in you, or they want to have a small part of themselves in you, whatever it is. And then you take that branding and you use marketing, whether it's direct marketing or brand marketing to deliver that message. So mm-hmm. they they work hand in hand. They do. Yeah. And it's powerful in the way that we sometimes, if we have the message right, then everything else is easier. It's, it's a lot easier for people to find you. It's a lot easier for the right people to find you, the right audience for your message to resonate with them. Somehow we overcomplicate this process. How is that? Because it could just be like my my business is an extension of my personality, right? So is your business. Your collaboration is an extension of both of y'all's personalities and the culture that you're creating. And that's also in-house, but also what's being seen on the internet, right? With the team you're building. Yet somehow it's not as simple as that though, right? Because, you know, there's a lot of, there's some processes you have to go through to actually um, extract that. 
um, out and then actually put it in a message. So tell us about your process in getting uh, these entrepreneurs, these small businesses to, to find their message, to fine tune their message. Can I just, before Devo answers that, can I just say, I love what you said, because you showing up authentically as you are in your brand makes it so much easier, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Because you're speaking from the heart. You're not trying to remember who, who am I supposed to be pretending to be? It gives you clarity. And that whole clarity through doing the right initial steps on figuring what your voice is, what, why you're in business, what you're offering, all of that branding messaging trickles down, gives you clarity in everything else. And I think right now with marketing, with social media, you go on social media and a lot of our clients, they, they don't know how to show up because they're inundated with all these different things and everybody is is picking out the the coolest um, audio right now, this week, this day, and trying to do a reel to it or something like that. And they're doing things that aren't necessarily who they are, who their customers want to see them as and who they want to portray themselves as. So having that clarity allows you to stand up and do the things intentionally within your business that are going to drive it rather than trying to jump on the the most prevalent bandwagon that's coming by you right now. And you think I need to do this in order to drive my business. That gives you, I think, the strength and the solidarity to do what you need to do to drive your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Viva? So I, I think I heard you say, at least everything said is spot on, but I think I heard you say, so how do we help clients better understand their brand messaging, in essence, is that theoretical the question? Um, before I answer that question, I wanted to just sort of touch on a couple of key things that, that I think are sort of really critical to this conversation. I think that as small business owners, we sort of think we have to be all things to all people instead of really honing in and niching down on who our, who our real audience is and what our real superpower is. Right. So I think... So I think that's the first thing that most people need to really clearly understand is that you can't sell to everybody just because you have access to seven and a half billion people to potentially talk to. There are also seven and a half billion people that are telling the exact same message out there. So how do you stand out in a sea of, of all these billions of people? And you have to clearly first understand that you can't be all things to all people. Like You really need to hone in on that message. You need yeah. to be very clear and purposeful about what you're doing, why you're doing it, what your purpose is, what's your superpower, right? And I think the next piece of that is, is that we all sort of have this idea called imposter syndrome. And you've heard the buzzword thrown around perhaps, but really at the core of what this imposter syndrome is, is it's, it's, it's this innate insecurity about the real value that you bring to the table. And so you sort of ask yourself, well, why would anybody want to hear what I have to say about branding and marketing? Like, There's all thousands of companies out there that make considerably more money than I do, that have considerably larger budgets or work with big clients or name dropping all over the place. So why does anybody care about what I have to say? Well, that goes back to my first point is, is that you're not talking to all of those people, right? There's an audience that you can fill somebody's value for. And so if you can really hone in on who you are and what you do and why you do it and what value you offer and start talking about that because it's passionate, you're passionate about it and because you care about it and because damn it, you're good at it, then people are going to find that because that's how you connect with people. And then I think the other piece is that, you know, Lisa touched on something that's really brilliant. I've taken a break from Instagram for the last 10 days because. I'm just tired of turning it on and seeing everybody singing the same effing dance to the same effing song, doing the same effing thing. And it's like, dude, we get it. Like that's a trending topic, but that's a microcosm of a greater business issue. You're trying to do the exact same thing that everybody else is doing. It's like people steal my photo early in my photography business. I would do these really brilliant photographs. And then like three days later, I'd see somebody copying the exact same photograph. And I'm like, why are you copying my photograph? Like, like that's my photograph. But then I started to realize like that's humanity at the core. We're all just sort of, we want to value. We want to belong. We want to do something. And so we don't really know how to do it, or we haven't taken the time to figure out how to do it. So we just copy what the next person is doing because that seems to be cool and trendy. And so if you can figure out how you can show up 
and you're clear on your value that you offer to the world and you you're passionate about it and you're consistent about it. You start really talking about the things that you do. You'll find that you can really quickly start connecting with a much larger audience. So all that being said, Lisa, since I just rambled for 20 minutes, tell them what we do at the outset with all of our new clients and our brand discovery, because I think that was really the point of the question. Sorry, doctor. I just kind of... No, like, this, this is good. We needed a backstory to fill in why it's so important to actually niche down to know your your audience, because once you do know your audience, you should not worrying about trying to scale to the masses, to the billions of people. Start with the first hundred and then you can grow from there. But don't try to serve everyone to be all things to everyone. That's impossible. Start with the first one. There you go. Start with the first one. Make a difference in somebody's life. Would you rather have one person sing your praises to everyone they encounter or a hundred people would just be like, yeah, I think I saw them on a point one mug. I don't care. But one right. person... Literally one person can cascade and blow you up and that's how it works. And then one person, it's like, I heard somebody asked me a question one time, would you rather have $1 million or would you rather have one penny that doubles literally every 24 hours? And it's like, it's a no brainer. I'm taking the one penny that doubles every 24 hours because think about the compound effect. Mm -hmm. It's like in 10 years, one penny that doubles every 24 hours is like $200 million, something like that. So in the logic, and the logic that you're talking about, Diho, just bring something to mind, is acquisition, acquiring a new customer. When you do it that way, they, they, it's, it's all, you grow organically, okay? Because you have that one person raving about you. So you're spending less money on these ads, one. But two, referral is so powerful in any Absolutely. business, even virtual Absolutely. businesses, right? Because the referral is some coming from someone they trust. So your chances of actually closing that sale, getting that client is higher than if it was a cold audience, Absolutely. a cold person. And the antithesis of that is also branding, another form of branding, because if someone doesn't like your product, they're going to be more inclined to complain about your product. So you have to worry about that. Like if you're not servicing your client the way it needs to be serviced or treating them the way they need to be treated, like that reverse branding effect also has a deleterious effect. On it's everything. just so, feedback. It's absolutely. just feedback to fix it, right? It's just feedback to make it better because you, that's, that's what I, I think we're so afraid of these, it not being five stars. We're so afraid of it's not being a glory review, but it actually helps you to kind of shine the lights to help you look at things in a line mm -hmm. that you, mm -hmm. okay, I can do better. I need to better provide customer service. You know, that's what makes you think of um, companies that are like Apple and Amazon. It's the customer service, right? The product is amazing, but the customer service goes hand in hand. <laughs> and so Lisa, I know we, please chime in here. Uh -huh. with I was just going to say, just building on what you were, were mentioning, it's easier to connect with that client. That's going to be a client for life. Yeah. Then going out and continuously trying to sell, 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 sell. And just having one-time sales as opposed to being able to service them throughout their journey as well. It's a lot more uh, efficient and it's a lot nicer to work with people that you've established that relationship with as well than starting yeah. out from scratch each and every time. And I think when we were talking about branding too and how do you come upon that, there's an exercise that just needs to be done. You need to take the time to do that. And whether it's through us or someone else or just taking that moment, sometimes you can't clearly and concisely see who you are and what you offer to someone, what, what comes really easily and naturally to you, you might just think that's normal and that everyone else can do it. But to take that time and figure out what your voice is and who you're speaking to will pay off in dividends eventually. Mm -hmm. And then after hearing you say that, Lisa, I just thought about purpose. Finding your purpose, right? Um, living in your purpose, finding your voice. That's what it comes down to. We, we talk here about the best morning routine. Um, how do you get up, dress up and show up? It talks about the show up part of it is how do you live your purpose? How do you get to show up for your team? How do you get to show up for your family? I know you're both all parents. How do you show up for your kids? How do you show up for your, your, your team in-house? How do you show up for your clients? That's crucial. That's important. And that's the purpose aspect of it. And once you find your purpose, life is, you don't need an alarm clock. Your purpose will wake you up, right? Your mm. dreams will wake you up in the morning. And it's important to find that. And you both clearly have it, have found it. And so have I. And we live in this blissful arena that others find uh, elusive. But it's amazing. But we had to do the work. And I think that's why the power of um, habits and power of principles and disciplines and like morning routines are so important because that's what helped me find my purpose. And so I want to jump into that. And let's talk about... The, the moment where you realize like this is what you were destined to do 
This is what you were designed to do. Let's talk about that because the quote is, you know, there are two important days in your life. The day you were born, the day you found out why you were born. Mm, I love that. I love what you just said too. It's almost like the antidote for getting burnt out. Mm-hmm. Right. A hundred percent. We don't get burned out. We, we get energized actually, right? Because we're, I find it even with the morning, with working out in the morning, I get more energy to go 12 hours versus if I don't, I, after four hours, I'm, I'm done. And I just imagine being in corporate America, how miserable I was until I started pursuing my own dreams, my own purpose in life. So Lisa, you're going to, she wanted you to yeah. define how you found your purpose. I think it's always had to be something creative and then the opportunity to be able to create with other people and, and understanding what ignites you and understanding that that, especially, you know, the last couple of years when we were <laughs> locked down a little bit more, it wasn't until you really put your finger on it that once you got out and you were collaborating with someone else and working towards a common goal and creating, like absolutely creating, that you became alive. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's anything like that. Like it raises your vibration. It raises your energy. It, it just cascades into other things that ideas start to flare and flash. And that for me all comes through creating, whether it's photography, design, working with someone else in a collaborative manner, those things, those positive things just grow from there. Makes you feel alive. Yeah. 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 Devo, my man, what you got? Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to best answer that because I don't know that you ever truly define your ultimate purpose. I think that's sort of an iterative ongoing exercise because as you figure out one thing that you really love, it sort of leads you down the rabbit hole of something else you hadn't ever even thought of before. So I think, I think really for me, I have a massive amount of experience in a lot of different things. Like I am the epitome of the Swiss army knife. And I've always just been really curious about trying a lot of different things because I just really never knew what I really wanted to do. And I always sort of, I worked in the corporate world for a long time. And there used to be this guy, we'll call him Walter, that sat in cubicle R7J4 next to me. <laughs> and 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 the dude had literally, like he was the metaphorical uh, Milton from the office space, the stapler dude. You seen that movie? Mm-hmm, yeah. Been with the company for like 35 years, started out in the mill room. And he literally had like the same habitual thing every single day. Came in, took his lunch break, his coffee breaks, his cigarette breaks, did the literally the exact same thing. And I remember thinking when I first started out with this company, there is no way in hell that I am going to do that for the rest of my life. Like I'm just going to sort of be a ranger, come in for a couple of years, get some experience and bounce. 15 years later, I was with that company. And, and I think, and I'm probably going to piss a few people off here, but I think most people are cowards because I was a coward. And I was comfortable. I made a lot of money doing absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And I drove a nice car and I had a big house and I married a woman. And I had a, and I was doing all the things. Like on paper, I was doing all the things. Like Devo's the man, man. He's the man. <laughs> I fucking hated my life. I hated my life, but I was a coward. And I went to the job for 15 years and I wasn't doing the things that I really loved. And I'm sorry, I'm getting really deep. It's probably deeper than you want me to go. But I remember thinking at one point in my career after I realized that I had been there for 15 years and I started seeing a pattern developing in my life. And I remember that there were a lot of opportunities that had come through my life prior to this that I didn't participate in because I didn't have the courage to do it. And you can psychosemantic me all you want. There's reasons, I'm sure. But at the end of the day, I believe that most people are just cowards and they're comfortable. And so for me, I had to find the courage, the the literal and metaphorical courage to sort of realize that I hated my life. I'm not making an impact. If I were to die today and leave this company, not a single person in this business would know about me a year later. They'd be like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, there was that diva guy who wore crazy pants and had big hair. I don't have any <laughs> hair anymore, but like, that's about all that my legacy was like, you yeah. know, I'm filling out TPX reports all day long. It was like, nobody gives a shit, bro. Nobody gives a shit about that. And so I had to come to the conclusion after I had been laid off and then rehired and laid off that I was literally just a cog in the wheel. Yeah. And I'm sort of vain and I have a big ego and I'm like, I don't want to be a cog in the wheel, man. I want to have an impact. I want to, I, I want a street named after me or maybe a school. <laughs> Sorry. I just do like, I want people to go. That's though that he goes to Devo Academy. Okay, great. Great. And so I'm like, I'm never going to have a school named after me while I'm just sitting here with my red stapler 
punching papers as the cog in the wheel. And I was like, I really had to go deep on that and find the courage. And, And it wasn't until I stepped away from that place and I was raw and naked in the middle of a jungle all by myself that I started realizing, dude, if you don't figure out something now, you're going to be starving like homeless Joe down the street that you <laughs> gave a hot dog to last week. So I was like, what am I really good at? And like, it always came back to, I'm really, really good at connecting with people. I'm really, really good at talking. I'm really, really good at taking photographs. And I'm really, really inspired by helping other people. And mm-hmm. I didn't know what that really was going to manifest in until honestly, two years ago when I met I get kind of emotional because honestly, Lisa was sort of like my, um, I don't even really know how to explain it. Lisa was sort of like my. I'm your spirit uh, animal. (laughs) Yeah. Like you were sort of my catalyst for like, just wanting to do bigger and better things on the planet. And I was married and I didn't like my wife and I didn't like my life and I didn't like anything I was doing. So I was like, I'm just wasting away my life right now. And it wasn't until I really started realizing that and stepping into the things that I was really like doing, like, I don't really sleep. And you know why I don't sleep? Because I love doing what I do. Like I'll wake up at two o'clock in the morning yeah. and just start cranking things out because mm-hmm. I just, I just want to make a difference. And I don't want to leave this planet and be like, no, oh, that was just Joe, the stapler guy. Like, I just don't want to be that fucking dude. So long and short of all that is, is, is finding your purpose is a nebulous activity. But I would say that when you start to find things that you really like doing, start poking at that a little bit more because it takes you down a rabbit hole of other things that you like doing. And it really, the cool thing about it is the karma piece. It also works with you sort of attract like a magnet, all the things that you imbue yeah. and you embody. And the more you're happy, the more you're grateful, the more you do shit that really is makes you happy. It just connects with people. I'm sitting in a coffee shop this morning, helping a client and the dude over here's my conversation. And he came over and he's like, man, I really would like to talk to you. Sorry to interrupt. Is there any way we could have a meeting after this? Like before you leave, come say hi. And now I've got a coffee meeting with a, a financial business incubator next week. And that that happens every single day. And it's only because I'm sort of like living my dream now. Mm-hmm. And it's not perfect. Like my life sucks some days. I'm like, fuck me. How the hell am I going to make this work? But at the end of the day, I have people who care about me. I've got two beautiful children. I'm doing work. I've got amazing clients. I have money in my bank account. And all of that happened only because I started following my own little rabbit trail. Yeah. That was long-winded. Forgive me. No, I think there's a really fine line between being content and being complacent. Mm, And we need to find that balance. And for my life as well, the only difference that's ever happened is when I stepped to the other side of fear. Mm. You take that step. And then things just line up. Mm-hmm. They really do. You have to take that step. Uh, as you said, Diva, we're cowardice. We're cowards. We stay in positions because it's comfortable. It's, we're complacent. right? We're co- we just don't know what's on the other side and we're scared. It's a lot of fear. It's a lot of ingrained fear. It's a lot of limiting beliefs. It's a lot of programming that just keeps us stifled because you know, the day I, I left my job, I, I didn't know the creativity that lies within, but I had to leave to find it. I couldn't do both. You cannot do both. It's impossible to do both because where energy goes, that's what grows. Absolutely. Right. So we have to be intentional about where we put that energy, where we put that focus. And for me, before I found it, a really big thing was journaling, writing down, mm. as you said, follow that, that once you've got an inkling, once, once the universe has given you a seed, just kind of follow that path without that rabbit hole because it will grow, it will evolve, it will morph. And I think that's how Devo started off and saying, you know, the purpose is not, it's not an ultimate end. It's not an ultimate destiny because it is going to grow. My business has grown in the last three years. It's amazing because the because I took the first step. The more you do, the more you learn, the more options become available to you, but you can't go from zero to seven. You can't go from step zero to step seven. You got to go from step Mm. zero to one because you took the first step and then step two will be revealed. The universe is just waiting to a plethora of just blessings and amazingness open, but you do have that decision. You do have to make that choice. And so it's powerful that that you both share that and that's really going to resonate deeply. Can I say one thing about that also, if you don't mind? So it's kind of, it's not funny. It's it's a really sad statement that, as children, we're not taught any of the things that you just said. We're not taught creativity. We're not taught to pursue and explore that. We're lined up in a classroom in succinct geometric rows. We're taught at, we're told to memorize bullshit that we're never going to use. Like 
you know, I posted on Instagram last time I posted, it's a good thing that I prepared for par- all this parallelograms when I did in high school because of it's not tax day, it's parallelogram day. It's like, why do they teach <laughs> bullshit to us? Why don't they teach us that we can manifest our own realities? Why don't they teach us that we're just energy cycles? Why don't they teach us that it's more important to help other people than help yourself? Why do they teach us that we have to compete and make everyone better? Like, why do we take over other countries and kill them and destroy them so that we can have more power? Like, They don't teach any of the real things. And I think the message that needs to be taught to people, if you will, is put us all in schools at the first day and let's study for the first two or three years and see what Joey really likes to do. Joey really likes to plumb and make things with his fingers and build things. And like Lisa really loves creating art and fantastic things. Like, why can't we teach people to follow the path of their own genius instead of putting them in this stupid fucking box to follow somebody else's idea of what they should be? And and I, if there's any message that any of your listeners, if they haven't already picked up on this, is like, dude, you don't have to do what someone else told you to do because they told you to do it. Like, find the shit that you want to do and go do that and keep doing that and just keep doing that until it takes you down any direction you hadn't even thought about yet. And honestly, like, if there's one thing we could do, if you could give me a magic wand, say, make one difference on this planet, I'd be like, let's start from day one where children are put into schools and let's reconstruct that entire paradigm. Let's re-engineer the entire paradigm and let's let people follow their own path, not the bullshit path that I'm telling you to follow. Mm-hmm. Sorry, there you go. Yeah, that's good. And also, how come we don't? People at school they're telling us to focus, but no one ever taught us how to focus. <laughs> yeah. oh. Focus on what? <laughs> focus on what? Like <laughs> nice. <laughs> or, or they tell us like don't take drugs, but because he can't focus, let's give him Adderall twenty four seven. That's great. Mm-hmm. It's like whoever's running the planet needs to literally be wiped out and started fresh. <laughs> And that that's just a great segue to our morning routine because it, it has to do with a lot of meditation and, and, and focusing and kind of realizing what our paying attention to our thoughts, right? And so I'm very big on all things morning routine, and I'm sure you guys have to be as well to be successful. So let's jump into um, how do you get up, dress up, and show up. Let's talk about your morning routines. Mine is probably a lot more simple than Devo's. He's much more esoteric than I am, but I need to start the day off with... (laughs) He makes fun of me when he sees it. My little weights that I do and then just warm up my body and then yoga and quiet time. This morning, I was out in my backyard in my garden, which is part of my routine as many times during the day as I need it Mm -hmm. just to get outside. Even if it's just raking leaves, pulling weeds any of those things. So just knowing what is going to light me up again when I need it. Mm -hmm. So working out is first thing in the morning for you and then getting into some meditation and yoga, stretching. And it's powerful because again, that's what gives us energy. People underestimate. They're like, if I work out, I'm exhausted. No, the opposite happens. Mm -hmm. (laughs) First of all, I don't make fun of it. There's not a better view than walking out of the bedroom when you're in a down dog position with dumbbells in your hands. I'm all about you working out. (laughs) Carry on. Um, I don't know that I, I'm not so tied into the specific routine. I might be wrong on this because my routine varies, but what's always the same is I make sure that I wake up earlier before my kids do so that I have some time to myself. And sometimes I go for walks, like just getting lost in the woods or sitting at the least that makes fun of me. Cause I go down to the park in my neighborhood. I just sit on a park bench, like an old homeless man. And people must look out the window and be like, who's that dude just sitting in a park bench right there. <laughs> Do not let the kids into the park. <laughs> and he's in his pajama pants and a robe. So what the Don't fuck? make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they put the sign out there. That the park is does not open till seven because Devo's in the park. Um, <sighs> for me, it's just sort of like, I just make a, it's a habit for me. Um, I do have sort of a cadence. I, I read. Um, mm-hmm. I try to read something inspirational, something business, um, both hand in hand. And then I try to do journaling about what I just read, just because I just want to reflect on what I just read. Um, and I borrowed that from Dr. Wayne Dyer, where he took um the he took the entire Tao and he rewrote the Tao. And what he did is he spent seven years rewriting the Tao and his interpretation. If you've never read his interpretation of it, it's brilliant. I highly suggest it. Dr. Wayne Dyer, he took the Tao and for seven years he inter- reinterpreted it for Western world because we're idiot Neanderthals and can't understand. 
understand it. So I sort of do that space and I either do yoga with Lisa if we're together or yoga online. Like yoga has been a big deal for me. And I don't mean that to be cliche. It's just sort of yoga is really difficult if you really spend time doing it. And I always cheat and sort of like cut short because I'm like, I can't do this anymore. But that's the whole point of yoga is like staying in the space. So yoga is really a big deal to me. And whatever meditation means to anybody, because it's a very nebulous term, um, I try to meditate. And and really, um, I just recently learned from a good friend of mine who's a former Tibetan monk that meditating is, is really just sort of sitting with yourself and doing nothing for once because yeah. we're always doing something and and allowing it to just sort of take on a life of its own. So for me that's kind of my routine if you will and it just it changes every morning but the keystone of that is I wake up before my kids wake up so that I don't have to I have some me time. Yeah, early risers that self um, self care in the morning is is crucial. Kind of yeah. it sets the tone for the rest of the day, right? So if you're starting off it's chaotic and you don't have time for yourself you're not going to have time. You're going to be flighty throughout the day. You're not going to make the best decisions. It's You're not going to be attentive to your team or your clients. I mean, it, it really is a domino effect. Like what you do in the first 10 minutes to 30 minutes of the day sets the tone for the rest of the 23 hours that you're going to to live. And so it's, it's imperative. Um, I'm curious when, and sometimes we don't get the luxury of doing a morning routine or having that space at that time. How different does it feel? Oh my God. I was just going to ask you that you read my mind. Like if you're a doubter on having a habitual morning, try doing a habitual morning for seven days in a row. You talked about don't go to one to seven right away. Just go one zero to one. Try a small increment of being habitual about something for yourself in the morning before you open up your phone or open up your laptop or drive to work for seven days in a row. And then don't do it and tell me how you feel. And if you're not a believer after on day eight, when you didn't do anything and on day nine, we didn't do anything and your entire day just basically becomes a clusterfuck of chaos. And it is literally how it happens every single time. I don't spend that time with myself. But I I think as well, if you marry that with diet as well, Mm. like just taking care of yourself and then ending the day with something another routine as well because and and this is me blaming myself being a, an entrepreneur you always think i'm just going to work and do this one other thing and i'll get caught up you never get mm-hmm. caught up so to change yeah. your mindset that at night at some point and you call me out on it close that laptop walk away we do yoga over zoom together we'll just do something to pull ourselves away and then finish the night in a meditative state as well yeah, nightly routines are key. Um, that's what you're tapping into right now, Lisa. The morning routine starts the night before. You really got to know when to quit. You really got to know when to charge. You really know, um, you got to know, um, there's a really good saying that says, don't quit, just learn to rest. Mm. You got to know when to rest. You got to learn when to recharge because it's not, you you're, you know, as Diva said, we have some days where like, what the heck are we doing? What am I doing? What am I here? What's happening today? That just means you're, you're, it's time to recharge. It's time to reset. It's time to unplug like he's done for 10 days off of IG. That That's crucial, that reset aspect of it. And it starts the night before. It starts with adequate sleep. It starts with hydrating the body very well. It starts with eating right. But you do that stuff. This is where it becomes selfless. Like I feel hmm. like I don't do it for me anymore. I do it so I can show up to you guys. Have a better podcast episode. I do it so that I can be kinder to my husband, right? I, show, so I do it so I can work more efficiently with my team doing team meetings. Now I took myself out of the equation. I was like, this, this body, we're doing this because we got people depending on you today. You need to show up for those people. You know, you get up, you dress up. It used to be like a, a physical routine. You do your hair, your makeup, things I don't even do anymore. These days. I just show up. <laughs> but it, it's a mental um, dress up aspect now. You dress your mind, you meditate, you prepare your mind for what's coming so that you, you don't, you're not flighty, you're composed, you're calm throughout the day. And that's the beauty of the morning routine. Honestly, you, you, you take yourself out of the equations. Like I do it so I can be better to those around me. I love that. I like that. Well said. Do you have an apparition in your podcast room? Cause I sort of see a shadow every once in a while, just sort of like bouncing behind you. No, I don't actually. I have um, a magic mirror. Oh, I just turned off my camera. I have a magic mirror that I coded on there that's like changing from pictures oh, to my calendar view. 
Maybe that's I, what's uh, your so spirit guide might be just chilling and illing behind you. I like that idea better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's better. <laughs> it's coming through, right? That energy, that aura. <laughs> it's strong. It's powerful. <laughs> it can't be contained. <laughs> Oh, you guys have been so amazing. I've taken so much of your time today. Like I can talk to you guys forever. You feel like family already, but I do want to give you the opportunity to tell us how can we find you? Where can we connect with you? Uh, you can find us both on Sprout Connectors, uh, whether it's on Instagram or on the web. Uh, Devo's at Fusion Photog and I'm at Lisa Staff Photo. Can I announce that we're launching our first ever social media class? Yes, please. Ooh. Um, we're about to, we've just finished recording it and producing it, and we're about to launch our first ever social media class. It's our take on how to have a healthy relationship with social media and not wear a bikini and do what everything everyone else is doing. So that's not what it's actually called, but yeah. <laughs> It's how to it's how to show up on how to be on social media and have a healthy relationship with it and not get burnt out. And so we've launched a is it 10 part, 12 part class? There's five modules, but yeah, there's yeah. We're, we're hiding a lot of work underneath all those modules. <laughs> yeah, it's only five, but it's, it's only five. <laughs> <laughs> So Lisa has been charged with getting that out by Saturday. So, but yeah, but in the next week or so, we think we're going to launch that officially. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So if you want some more information, um, Dr. Louine is going to be our, our advocate and, and tell that to all of her people. And you can find it on our social media. That, well. that will be nice. How to show up um, authentically, right? How to be yourself and not get burnt out or feel like a, a chasing the next thing the next trend that's what really exhausts the business owners on Mm -hmm. social media yeah so any last words of wisdom guys there's so much we unpacked today i I can't pick one or two so i'm gonna leave it up to you to close off off (laughs) Um, i'm just gonna go with a little bit of what you were saying devo and everything that you want lies on on the other side of fear just taking that Mm -hmm. step making it happen Mm-hmm. Nice. My only, uh, again, we, there's so many things we touched on. So thank you for the opportunity to, to be here and present our little corner of the world. I, I think I had this conversation with the client this morning. It's sort of this whole idea about why me? Why does anybody care about what I have to say? And I just returned that back and said, why not you? Yeah. Like everybody started somewhere, whether you're Gary V or anyone else on the planet, you started somewhere just like they did and, mm-hmm. and look where they are now. So why not you? Why, why can't you have that same modicum? It's, it's, it's not going to happen overnight. You're going to have to put in some work, a lot of work. You're mm-hmm. going to have a lot of setbacks. There's going to be a lot of failures, but look at those and figure out a way to learn from them and, and, and modify your behaviors and change them. Like I, I have setbacks all the time. Like I'm told I'm an asshole on a regular basis sometimes. Like I need to look at that and figure out how I can be a nicer person somehow. Like yeah. I'm, I'm joking, but like, just start by starting and and done is better than perfect. I got that saying from Lisa, like done is better than perfect. There's no such thing as perfect. Mm-hmm. Look at what you have, see how it works, modify it, tweak it, and just keep following your rabbit trail. Yeah, that's well said, both of you. The best of you is outside of you, um, is outside of your fear. And sometimes we just have to take that leap. Um, something interesting that I read was you don't create something today, even if it sucks. Because you have something to build on, right? You have something to improve on. But if you don't, you really can't take that step. So you both have been very inspirational today. It's been an honor having you on the show. Thank you. Thank you again for taking the time and joining us today. Thank Thank you. you.